We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, Emergency Pod Edition, as the Thunder have traded Hamadou Diallo to the Detroit Pistons in return for, and I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly, Zvi Mikhailuk. I think I got that right. And a 2027 second round pick came out of nowhere. We had been talking about this a little bit. You've heard you know, some, some ideas about the Thunder maybe trading Hami. Uh, but officially, it is done. Uh, in my personal opinion, this is the opening of the floodgates. I would expect the Thunder to make some more trades between now and the March 25th trade deadline. We went live immediately after Woj dropped that tweet on the Locker Room app to break this one down. Had a lot of people hop in the chat. And so uh, what this is going to sound like whenever you guys listen to to this actual podcast version is... There's multiple people who aren't our co-hosts. They just jumped up on stage and just wanted to chat basketball. And so uh, I wanted to rip this and throw it up uh, on the podcast feed for the rest of you guys to hear. I thought we had some, maybe my biased opinion, some pretty good points about what this trade means for the Thunder moving forward, what it means for Detroit. Uh, A lot of really good talk about maybe the Thunder strategy moving forward, etc. So I hope you guys enjoy. I'm going to patch you over right now. Have a great rest of your weekend. We will be live on the Locker Room app again uh, Saturday after the Thunder take on the New York Knicks. And then, as always, our Sunday night, 9 p.m. Central Time live stream. So be sure to check both of those out uh, and enjoy the podcast. Appreciate you guys. Holy hell. Didn't see that coming. Kind of saw that coming. Didn't. 
know it was just going to happen like right now. So for those of you who are uh, uh, not well-versed with the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, there has been a little bit of murmuring, no reporting, no rumors, anything like that. Just some uh, – what's how do I want to put this? Uh, some speculation about Hamadou Diallo. Uh, he was a second-round pick from the Thunder uh, a few years ago. They signed him to a three-year deal. They started to to build him up, and he was having a really nice year this year. But here's the thing: is Hamadou Diallo this coming off season, this summer, is going to be a restricted free agent? And if you look back throughout the history of the Oklahoma City Thunder, they almost never let their guys make it to free agency. If I mean, you look at Serge Ibaka, you look at James Harden. Uh, you look at Jeremy Grant, you look at all these guys, the Thunder don't let them make it to free agency. Sam Presti either A, signs his guys to extension before they can hit the open market, or B, he trades them away. Well, Hamadou Diallo is set to be a restricted free agent this summer, but he has not yet signed an extension. And so that kind of raised some red flags to a lot of people like why what's going on here are they going to assign him to an extension how much is he going to be worth on the open market this coming summer uh what does this look like and so we were kind of wondering like are they going to take their first restricted free agent to like restricted free agency without signing an extension and like test the market apparently they're not because they just traded him away um we had talked a lot about maybe this was going to happen, right? Maybe this was going to happen um, because it was it was really one of three options, and here it is. So I did not expect it to happen uh, two weeks before the trade deadline, though. Funny enough, I was on um, – for those of you who are from Oklahoma, I was on Tulsa Sports Animal today, and we talked about this exact scenario. So kind of funny that it came to fruition. I thought if this was going to happen, if Hami was going to get traded – this was going to be a deadline move, right? It was going to happen on March 25th at the deadline. So there's lots and lots of things to dissect here. If you guys have thoughts, jump up here, uh, click that request to speak button, and we will definitely get you in here. Uh, we've got Sam wanting to hop on. Sam, I'm getting you in now. Here we go, man. Ooh. Speaker requests. Sam. Hello? Can you hear me? Hear me? Uh, hello. Can you hear me? Sam, are you there? Hello. I'm getting Sam or not. We also have Hassan wanting to get in, so we're going to add him in as well. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Hassan, are you there? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Maybe. Oh, you can hear them. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, hold on a second, guys. Let me refresh my audio here because apparently it's a it's a me. Are you guys still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, there we go. I can hear you now. What's up, Hassan? What's up? Does uh, Sam want to go first? He got on before I did. Sam, are you still in here? I think he's on mute right now. Hassan, what are your thoughts? What, what are you thinking about this? 
it kind of came out of left field, like you said. Um, I wasn't expecting the Thunder to be a player in the uh, trade market, but I, I think it's a, a win. You get a pick, you get a chance, a second look at uh, Mikhailu. Um, so I, I think it's good for both parties. I could be wrong. Yeah, so some interesting things about this. Number one, uh, uh, Hamadou Diallo was the, this is crazy, the longest tenured Thunder member <laughs> at three years. Oh, man. He was the longest tenured Thunder member. Um, according, I'm looking right now, uh, according to Woj's uh, reporting, uh, the second round pick that the Thunder are getting are is Detroit's 2027 second round pick on wow. its way to OKC via Houston. Um, wow. Yeah, this interesting. feels like a sixer trade from back in the day. When yeah, this definitely feels like a process trade, doesn't it? Yeah. This is uh, this is pretty wild. Uh, Colin wants to get in as well. Let's get Colin in here. Uh, hello, can you hear me? Hey, is this Sam? Yes. Hey, Sam, we can hear you. What's up, man? So, yeah, so I was just scrolling through Twitter a little bit right as this trade announced, and I'm seeing a lot of people freaking out. I think that's a little – I don't think you should freak out over Hami. I just personally think he he has been doing good this season – and it has been fun to watch. But at the end of the day, it's just Hami. Like, I'm not freaking out of the, over this, but I don't know. No, McCarthy. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, what is – realistically, what is the ceiling of Hamadou Diallo, right? It's rotation player. Um, you know, at best, is he a, a, a sixth or a seventh man on, on a roster that's competing for – second round playoff experience and Western conference finals experience. Um, so like he doesn't have a high ceiling, but his floor is high enough to keep the thunder from really bottoming out this year and trying to get one of those guys in the top five. And to me, this is, this is the signal flare from Sam Presti two weeks out. We're open for business. We want to tank and we want one of those top five picks that that's what this projects to me. Would you argue that wonder, they made this trade with Ty Jerome in mind, trying to keep him and his production off the bench? That's a really interesting idea as well, because I think I mentioned this in my post-game podcast last night. Like, what happens to Ty's minutes whenever Hami gets back, right? And we don't have to ask that question anymore. I think Ty now keeps th- those rotation minutes around the same amount of minutes he's already getting. So... I think it does kind of open that up as well. And you got to remember, Ty Jerome is not up for free agency, for restricted free agency for two years after this season, where Hami is hitting restricted free agency this summer. So I think that plays uh, a little bit of a role in this as well, for sure. How much do you think he would have commanded on the open market? Like, oh. contract wide? That's a fun question, too, because... 2021 was supposed to be the summer of free agents, right? We had this massive class and everyone's going to have cap space because all those 2016 contracts coming off the books. But all the the marquee free agents signed extensions, right? So there's really nobody on the market and there's a lot of cap space still out there, which means guys are going to get paid. When you just, when you look at the laws of the way the market works, supply and demand, right? There's tons of money out there, but very few resources. So people will overpay for those resources. I mean, mm-hmm. I've I flirted around with the idea of like, would Hami get like nine million a year? Is that crazy? I don't know. How, how old is he again? Uh, he is twenty two right now. 
Yeah, I was super young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I also wonder, there's also a connection here between Oklahoma City and Detroit. As Detroit's general manager, Troy Weaver was the Thunder's assistant GM last year. And he, Troy Weaver was very prominent in scouting uh, and in the draft for OKC. So I bet Troy really wanted Hami Diallo uh, whenever he moved over to Detroit. And now they finally uh, made that happen. He, Weaver does have a very long uh, history with Hami Diallo as well. So I'm sure that definitely played a role in this. No, you hit the nail right on the head right there. Yeah. I think the Troy Weaver part has a big deal to do with them getting Hami. Just because he he's seen Hami more than all these other executives. But I wanted to backtrack real quick just on how Hami plays. He's super fun to watch. Like, just the energy he brings, it's pretty rare in this league to see, especially with, like, a young guy coming in playing with such confidence because he doesn't have all the ability in the world. But that confidence is just something that I'm going to miss. No, definitely. He was the most confident guy in the court, uh, arguably the most aggressive guy on the court, uh, night in and night out, right? Like that guy was fearless. He was, there were times when he was incredibly frustrating to watch. There was also times where, uh, you know, he's just a, he's a human highlight reel. I've, I've said this before. The NBA is comprised of, of the top 1% athletes in the entire world. And Hami is arguably in the top 1% of NBA athletes. So he's like, 99.99 percentile of athlete in the world. Like he's insane. He is absolutely insane. And that makes him much watch television. I still have high hopes for him. Uh, and we'll see what he does in Detroit, but I think it's a really interesting pickup for Detroit. They've got a lot of really young, interesting talent up there right now. Do you think this trade springs boards, uh, other trades in the near future as we get closer to the deadline? Yeah. Like I said, I think this is the signal flare, man. I really do. I think this is Sam Presti. He, he's firing that red flare gun up in the air, and he's saying, it, we're, we're, we're open for business uh, 24-7. Come, come get George Hill. Come get Al Horford. Come get Trevor Ariza, who people forget are even on this team. Uh, it is on this team. Um, yeah, I think, I think this is uh, the, the leak that springs open and busts open the floodgates. I definitely think that. Hmm. Um, is it the case that could the OKC, because I don't know what their pick situation is this season, because um, I know they'll have a lottery pick this season. I don't know if they have a second one that could potentially be a lottery pick. Yeah, so so with the Thunder's draft pick situation this season, they get their choice, the best two picks out of their own, out of Houston's, and out of Miami's. The Houston pick is top four protected. So if Houston ends with the worst record in the league, they have a 52% chance of staying in the top four, 48% chance of falling out. So it's an essential coin flip. Um, if they keep that top four pick, then the Thunder will obviously take their own pick and Miami's pick. They also get Golden State's first round pick if it falls between 21 and 30. If it does not fall between 21 and 30, the Thunder get Golden State's second round pick and Minnesota's second round pick. I know that's a lot of information. Wow. Um, and that, that's just for 2021. They're, they have obviously like a shit ton more uh, going in the future all the way up to 2027. But uh, yeah, to me, they got this trade netted them a 2027 second round pick. Who knows what the hell that pick's going to be? 
To me, this trade is explicitly, we are trying to be worse as a basketball team to better our own draft selection. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can go ahead. I was I was just gonna say it wouldn't be surprised if OKC if they got lucky with some of those picks that they could potentially trade up. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think that's their. A lot of people talk about like, oh, the Thunder. If Carl Anthony Towns wants out, if Brad Beal wants out, if name X star that becomes the next disgruntled star, if they want out, the Thunder are in the driver's seat to trade for that guy because of their draft capital. I don't think OKC is looking to do that. I think OKC is looking to use all that future draft capital to move up in drafts to get the guy they want in a draft class. This season is the perfect example of that, right? Those top five guys, like, I mean, I, I don't scout NBA players, right? I don't scout college players. I don't, I don't know these things. I go off what people know. And when Mike Schmitz comes out and says, this is the best top five we've seen in over a decade when Sam Vecini comes out and says this is the past top best top five he's seen in, in 10, 15 years, like the thunder want to get into that top five. And so it's, let's say they end up with pick seven. I think they are fully prepared and ready to trade two, three, four future firsts to get up and get the guy they want. Mm, touching so, real quick right. on that. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Go ahead. Okay. Touching real quick on the Houston pick. I did see something that I think it was Eric Gordon is now sidelined four to six weeks. Yeah, so that that's a bummer because we know we know the production Eric Gordon brings. It's pretty crazy how good he still plays for him being older. Definitely, yeah. And you know, I've I've had the thought of should the Thunder want Houston to play a little bit better and like move up to five, six, seven in the league so there's a better chance the Thunder keep that pick. But at the end of the day, even if Houston has the worst record in the NBA, it is literally a coin flip on if they're going to end one through four and keep the pick or if they land at fifth and the the Thunder get that pick. And when the Thunder made that trade, I think if you told Sam Presti, hey, it's a coin flip to see if you get pick number five in the 2021 draft or uh, two seconds, I think they are all about like, yeah, give us the coin flip, right? You just have to get lucky. now, will they get lucky? We'll see. There, there's been a lot of history with the Thunder of, of some rather unlucky uh, moments. Now, they've, they've had a lot of luck, too. Like, you know, Portland Trailblazers taking Greg Oden number one overall. That was just straight luck that Kevin Durant fell in their laps. But there's been a lot of bad luck for the Thunder. Um, but still, a coin flip for the number five pick for uh, Jalen Green or Jalen Suggs or whoever like, hell yeah, you take those odds. You take those odds every day. So uh, I, I'm assuming everyone here is a Thunder fan, correct? Or like Oh, no, I'm, I'm a Bulls fan. I just like hearing about teams that can competently build because uh, <laughs> I don't really get to see it that much with my own team. So. Uh, hey, new yeah, front I'm office out there in office. Chicago, man. I think you've got, you guys have got I'm, some I'm hope. I'm hopeful for the future. I think Patrick Williams is looking bright for me. He's, he's the bright spot for me on the team. Definitely. No, 100%. He's uh, crazy. He was a a bench player in college and the production he is now having as his rookie season in the NBA. He's, I'm not saying he's Kawhi, but he has Kawhi-like tendencies. His defense is incredible. Yeah. He's going to be, he's going to be good. So you're a Bulls fan, you said, right? Yeah. So I just wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on Daniel Gafford? Because I actually go to the University of Arkansas, so I'm a huge fan of him. 
And I just kind of wanted to hear a Bulls fan projection or uh, perspective on that. I mean, he's. I mean, as a big man, he's fine. He's fine as a rotational player. He's not anything that I'd want. That I don't expect him to ever get into the starting lineup of the team. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just because <clears throat> I wasn't too sure about him. I didn't know how he would translate to the NBA, but you know, we'll see. Everyone can change. Everyone develops at a different rate. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's a little bit of hope for him, but he had some good performances that I think some Bulls fans got a little. Uh, hyped on him a little bit, which uh, may have been a bit reactionary, but he's he's fine. I'm nothing wrong with him. But yeah, circling back to OKC, so so they're getting Svi Mikhailuk, and I do like his shooting ability, but I don't know much about him. Like, what do we know about Svi so far? Yeah, so personally, I. Do not know much about the guy um, besides where he's played. I know he can shoot. Uh, I actually, I'm going to look up his contract information uh, right now. Also, let me tell you something as somebody who covers the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, who already has to figure out how to spell Alexei Pokashevsky every night. I am now <laughs> not looking forward to trying to figure out how to spell. Uh, Mikhailik is that how you pronounce it? I'm not looking forward to, to figuring out how to spell that. Uh, and baking that into my brain, so uh, at least I've got that going for me, right? Yeah, I think it's I think it's something something like that. You were pretty close. To By Mikhailik, Mikhailik, Kansas guy, yeah, yeah. Is that so, right? Yeah, he's he went to Kansas. I actually, so I have a friend who's a huge Kansas fan. So I did watch some Kansas games, and he he was pretty good. But I mean, it is college, and this is the pros. But, I mean, I feel like he has, in the few highlights I have seen of him, it does seem like he's doing better this season. He does seem like he's making marginal improvements. So we'll see. And OKC develops players extremely well. So this will be fun to see. It's a new player. I always like new phases. Yeah, it's – um. He so looking here, he's got – Next year is his qualifying offer. So I believe he is a, a restricted free agent. No, he's a restricted free agent in two years. They got to pick up his QO for next year uh, at basically $2 million flat. And then in 2021, he becomes a restricted free agent. Um, so he's got one more year on his deal uh, than Hami, essentially. Uh, nearly 24 years old. Let's go to his basketball reference page and see what we got here. You know... Uh, at the end of the day, though, I mean, I know we're going to dive into him because um, we, we we need to know who the Thunder are getting and, and what the product of this player is. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I can't shake the feeling that, like, Svi isn't going to be a, a, a huge upgrade for this team. It's not like, oh, here's a building block, right? No offense to him. He's just not a building block. And the, a 2027 second-round pick from Houston is like, that's not helping you right now. Again, just to harp back on it, I think this trade is more about getting a player with a high floor in Hamadou Diallo off of your team right now so you can develop guys like Ty Jerome and you can probably lose more games and it betters your own draft selection this year. Um, it just that It just makes too much sense to me. I could be completely off base here, but that's just what it seems like what's happening here. 
as someone who covers the team, uh, do you like that? Or does it, um, does it uh, make you feel some type of way that, you know, the team might be throwing games? The term throwing games, I think, uh, upsets a lot of people. And reg- here's the thing. Like, you throw out Shea Gilgis-Alexander on that court, uh, Teo Maladon, um, Darius Baisley, whoever. Like, those guys are not going to intentionally lose games. That's never going to happen. Right. I think the idea here is twofold. You're opening up time to let your young guys play and gain experience. And by doing that, like, they're getting better but they're not good enough to beat a lot of NBA teams. It doesn't mean they're not competing. They're trying their asses off. Yeah. They, they're just not going to be good enough to beat other teams. And so it's a win at both ends. Your young guys are getting better. At the same time, you are getting a better draft pick to bring in a high-caliber young guy who can become that guy. You know, He can be your Russell Westbrook, your, your Kevin Durant, your James Harden, your whoever, right? And mm-hmm. so I, I think – to me, like this is the only way the Oklahoma City Thunder can build. They're not okay. going to get free agents. There's no way they're signing like a massive free agent. It's just not happening. So their chances are through trade and through the draft. Well, through trade, we've seen what happened with Paul George. You go trade for a star, and they stay for two years, and then they leave. And, and what power do you really have over that? The only right. way you can control that is you trade for a young guy on a rookie-scale contract. Well, if they're a young guy on a rookie-scale deal who's really good, their team's not going to trade them. Dallas isn't trading Luca. Atlanta's not trading Trey, right? Uh, so, mm-hmm. so you're not getting those guys either. So that really leaves one avenue, and that's the draft. And you know, people want to argue like, oh, they got the Spurs got quiet like 14 or or this or that. That's the exception to the rule. The when you break it down, the statistics tell you the overwhelming odds are you need a top five guy in order to get a game changer. And the Thunder understand that. I mean, Sam Presti wrote an op-ed in the in the Daily Oklahoma, in the local newspaper, that said, quote, we will play the empirical odds. <laughs> he he yeah. understands how the numbers work. He is the lone guy that voted against lottery reform. It was a 29-to-1 vote years ago on lottery reform to flatten out the lottery odds. And, and Sam Presti was the lone dissident vote. He did not want it. Mm. And so he... He understands those odds, and he's going to leverage them as strongly as he can. That's a very interesting take. So do you think um, – because I know you guys have some uh, vets on the team in Horford, Hill, and uh, Trevor Ariza. I can see Hill and Ariza being moved, but Horford's uh, hefty contract. Do you think it would be a good idea to keep one or two of those guys for player development? Like, oh, Horford's just like – from what I can see, like a lovable guy, a great teammate can really teach guys how to be pros. Do you think it's a good idea to keep one or two of those guys? So that's interesting. I, I also think it's going to be challenging to trade Horford just because of the size of his contract, right? Yeah. I, I think that's just how that is. Um, but no, I agree with you because if they traded those three vets, uh, then your oldest player on the team at that point, I believe, becomes Mike Muscala, who's in his late 20s. I believe. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, they have. Mike, I think Mike Muscala is probably. If I had to make a odds on who who will not be on the Thunder after the March 25th trade deadline. Mike Muscala and George Hill are like odds on favorite to get traded. Mm-hmm. Um, then after that, Trevor Ariza. Then after that, Al Horford. So I definitely get the idea of keeping one or two vets around just for, for locker room purposes. Uh, mm-hmm. From all accounts, Al Horford is just 
a, a, a great, great vet and a great dude and a great guy in the locker room. And he's got that experience and he's willing to, to work with the young guys. And he's just an overall solid, solid guy. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they keep him around a little bit because of that. But I think if they could trade him, they would. They've already got the asset from the Horford trade too. They got a first round pick for taking him on. Yeah. So you don't have to win the Horford trade a second time. Trading Horford away the second time is to make your own pick better. Yeah. It's interesting because um, uh, with the Thunder having all these picks, it's like the opposite situation of um, – because I'm, I'm a Nets fan and, you know, not having picks for, you know, from 2013 to God 2019. God bless your soul. Yeah. Hey, you guys are good now though. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's weird having all these great players, but a good weird. But I mean, um, when you have no picks, you know, looking through the G League for a Spencer Dinwiddie, a Joe Harris, getting Karis LeVert with the 22nd uh, pick, Jared Allen with the 20, uh, 20th pick, like you, have, you really have to do some digging to find any semblance of talent. So I think the Thunder with this cachet of picks, they'll be fine going forward. And can take on some big contracts, possibly, for even more picks. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now, they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Yeah, so, no, and I, I think that's their plan. They, The Thunder, as of right now, before any more trades happen over the next 13 days, the Thunder are slated to have $40 million in cap space uh, this coming summer. $40 million. And again, like I said about five minutes ago, the Thunder do not go out and get free agents. The biggest free agent signing in Thunder history was Nerland's Noel at the vet minimum. 
That's like the biggest free agent they've ever signed. Um, as far as money is concerned, the biggest free agent they've ever signed was Patrick Patterson. They're not getting free agents. So that $40 million in cap space is not going to be used to sign guys. It's going to be used to accomplish more Al Horford-like trades. Hey, you have a massive contract that's just eating up a huge chunk of your cap that you don't want anymore. We'll yeah. take that contract on, uh, staple your first round pick to it and send it on over. Right. Incentivize us and we will take on your contract for a draft pick. That is, I, I could almost guarantee you that is what they're going to do this coming off season and in future off seasons, uh, because that's what Sam Presti did 12 years ago. We've also yeah. got my co-host Taylor Peterson in the room. Now what's up Taylor? Literally in my car right now. So like, does my audio just sound terrible? Uh, we can definitely tell it's you're good. driving. That's okay. It's good. It's we can hear you. <laughs> um, I was wondering. Well, like, uh, you know, uh, emergency pods call for uh, emergency measures. But um, <laughs> obviously, you all know how much I love my beloved Hamadou Diallo. I, but Taylor, don't you said, have a Hami jersey? Uh, no, my little brother has a Hami jersey. And he Wait, you better have. What is that? Years. That is that is that yeah, the, the, American, uh, the Native the, American inspired? Yes. Yeah. Yo, that's awesome. Yeah. He's ever had. Uh, Does he have that American that. Express like jersey insurance yeah, so he can trade it insurance. in? I think he's going to keep that. Uh, that'll be a, a thunder, um, a thunder a relic. memory to keep for for yeah. That's right, a relic. That is. But uh, I'm not shocked. And if you guys listen to the locker room with much better audio quality on on my part, uh, two nights ago with that Nick and I did uh, another co-host of the podcast. Um, Hami was my quote-unquote dark horse to be traded, but one that I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if it happened. And this has been said quite a bit, I know, on this locker room already, um, also just on Twitter.com in general. But Sam Presti doesn't like to let, especially young pieces, go to restricted free agency. And I think the thing with Hamadou Diallo is, is obviously he's taken major leaps this season. He's shown continued flashes and continued improvement. But if we're being completely honest, this might be the highest – uh, his trade value might be. Um, also, you take into consideration, I tweeted this out, Troy Weaver, the now GM of the Detroit Pistons, um, big fan of Hamadou Diallo when he was the assistant GM of Oklahoma yeah. State Thunder. And something else I find interesting is fee, like you guys said, fee we, we got in return. Uh, gosh, Jacob, can you imagine how long it's going to take me to, to pronounce his last name on Mikhail the podcast? Hey, I'll, I'll <laughs> Lord. you. Mikhail Luke. Mikhail Luke. Mikhail Luke. It's not That's bad. Not okay. Well, you uh, guys have to understand, if you don't listen to our podcast, Taylor finds a way to I mispronounce every literally name. everything. So I, I cannot him. wait. I called him Zach Levine for like the first year. Oh, my uh, God. Of his, his rookie <laughs> career. It was, it was bad. Anyways, what I find interesting is, is you know, we, we kind of talked this, this draft, you know, this past draft, Jacob, about some of the uh, players that Presley was bringing in were a little different than guys that he would have either drafted in the past or those that um, he would have brought in via free agency in the past, uh, with Kendrick Williams kind of being, you know, fitting that mold. But outside of that, he kind of went in a different direction. Um, Poku is obviously, uh, you know, kind of fits a, a different direction than what the, the long, athletic, versatile uh, wing, and hopefully we can teach him how to shoot kind of player that Presley's looked for in the past. And, you know, Speed kind of fits that mold, or fits, fits that Poku mold as well. I find that interesting, surrounding Shea with shooters. Now, with that being said, does Spee have a big future in OKC? I think it's just another gamble. Basically, Presley just added to his plethora of draft picks. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. I, like you said, Jacob, I think the biggest thing here is, I mean, shoot, you look at the Rockets. Um, 
barely have enough players to play a basketball game tonight. Uh, doing quite a bit of tanking. I think this is going to be like their 15 loss in a row or something. So a yeah. lot of it has to do with losing basketball games as well, especially for if, if you're getting rid of a player you don't see fitting the team long term. And I really think that's what it came down to. Um, but I, I don't think that I, one thing I, I just definitely want to emphasize is I don't think you can take that um, that relationship between Weaver and um, and Presti for granted. No, I, mean, I, I had a big, a big someone a big in the chat to. earlier asked, uh, who do we think initiated these conversations for this trade? Was it Oklahoma City or Detroit? I would not be surprised if this either. has been in the works for a while. I'm, I'm oh, sure they oh, have oh, talked yeah. back and forth for a very long time. Well, they're friends, I Sam Presti and uh, Troy Weaver still. I'm sure they oh, yeah. have a close relationship. And maybe it's right. just kind of like, uh, you have this kid, Svi. You know, he's going to be restricted free agent. He hasn't been playing too good. And uh, we also have the second-round pick here. I know you love picks. And give me your athletic wing. Um, he's still young, and uh, I don't know. I think this no, is definitely. good for both teams. Yeah, no, for sure. And and Taylor, I think you bring up you brought up a really good point there uh, a second ago. I don't know That's if Homie's trade though. value has ever been higher. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know if his right. trade value has ever been higher. Uh, and speaking of that, I look at guys like uh, Mike Muscala from the Thunder. Don't think his trade value has ever been higher. To me, again, this is the opening right. of the floodgates. So, and that's the other thing, Jacob. So you had the post-game podcast last night. You talked, talked about Mike Muscala. Um, you're like, you know, and I, I was in the same exact boat as you. It's one of two things. One, um, you know, Moses Brown is back. The Thunder aren't wanting to win a, a lot of games right now. Why not just play Moses and see what he can do and, and give Muscala a little more rest throughout the second half of the season? Or two, there's trade discussion, active trade discussions for him, and they're getting close to a deal. After tonight, my assumption is, is it's the latter. Um, I would not be surprised to see Muscala trade here within the next week or so. Even, uh, you know, or maybe he's one of the guys that goes all the way up to the trade deadline, too, if there's enough bidders. But um, has he been good this a, yeah, year? Absolutely. Oh, Mike Muscala? Oh, he's oh been incredible God. this he's year. Like, oh, well, let me put incredible in quotation marks, right? Well, he has he has outperformed his contract. He shoots the shit out of the ball from three. His defense has really come along. Yes. Absolutely. he's um, He is a guy that I think. Leading up to the the deadline on the twenty fifth, there are going to be um, there are going to be teams contenders uh, that will be interested in picking him up. Um, I I would have a hard time not believing that. Also, uh, while we're talking right here, um, Woj just dropped his story on ESPN where he included uh, that the Detroit Pistons are very high on Hamadou Diallo, see him as a young part of their core, and plan yep. on uh, working a contract with him this summer is. and his restricted free agency. And then there's the other flip side of that, right? Sam Presti, he never Didn't just want to does. I mean, he's always going to do the right thing for the organization, right? But he's also going to do the right thing for his players. And he knew that this was a great opportunity for Hamadou Diallo um, and that Weaver was going to get him that contract that, that the Thunder probably weren't going to give Diallo in free agency. So uh, a pretty cool tidbit there. Jake. Also, I want to mention one thing is like Svi has been like pretty disappointing this season. But I do believe, like, he has crazy potential. Like, his shot just looks so beautiful. Um, I don't know what it is with him this year. But, I mean, if that shot starts going in, he could be a very nice piece going forward for sure. Let let me tell you something. I think maybe from the Thunder side, they would prefer that shot to continue not going in so they can lose more games and get a better draft. Oh, yeah. Well, you're right. I think this trade was more about getting rid of Hami and and his ability to raise the Thunder's floor really than anything else. Uh, Also, fun – Fun fact, um, Svi was taken two picks after Hamadou Diallo in the same draft. 
Oh, that's cool. Really? I didn't know that. Wow. Yep. So uh, I think 40, 45 and 47, I believe. Ooh, deep. For so, some reason, I thought Svi was taken before. Oh, that's weird. No, Hami was 45, Svi was 47. So they just swapped uh, uh, picks from – basically, Detroit just jumped two spots three years ago is what happened and with this trade. So that's kind of – it's kind of interesting, kind of funny. We got Svi by trading Reggie Bullock, and we also got a second-round pick with Svi. So, I mean, it kind of all – there you, go. And there you go. And Muscala was on the Lakers at one time, wasn't he? He was. Yes, he was. Yes, he was slipped around from the Lakers and Clippers. Yeah, we yes, uh, he was on the Clippers, and the Clippers traded him to the Lakers for um, Zubats. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That, that trade was something else, man. Zubats yes. has been good for the Clippers. Yeah, he's and, been really good. And then um, <laughs> infamously, uh, for those of you who are not Thunder fans, infamously two summers ago, uh, when everybody was going crazy in free agency, Sam Presti, uh, GM of the Oklahoma City Thunder, flew up to Minnesota uh, to meet with Mike Muscala in his living room right at 6 p.m. Eastern time when free agency went live. Out of all the guys he could have recruited, he flew to Mike Muscala's house to sign him at the veteran minimum, which was uh, it's, it's always been like uh, the butt of a lot of jokes about Oklahoma City Thunder free agency. So on that idea, do you actually do you think that has a factor in why we were still holding on to Muscala right now, even though there's been plenty of games where he's hit three or four threes in the clutch, and he could have been traded by now for sure. And do you think that idea of Presti actually going that far to recruit him uh, is the reason why he's still here? Personally, not really. Um, I think we get this kind of inflated idea um, from like seeing stuff happen on the trade deadline and seeing these, this anecdotal evidence of like, you know, Oh, so-and-so got traded and he found out from Twitter and Woj before his GM even talked to him or whatever. We're like, man, that's like such a shitty circumstance. That's so awful. But we've seen time and time and time and time again, that Sam Presti is very straightforward and upfront uh, with guys whenever they are in trade talks. Um, like and he works with them for the most part to get them to a destination that they want to go to. Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, Stephen Adams, uh, all these guys. And so uh, I do not think that that recruiting pitch is holding Presty back from possibly trading Mike Muscala. I mentioned this on uh, Sports Talk Radio here in Oklahoma City uh, earlier this morning, but to me, like I think Mike Muscala is more of a we're 15 minutes away from the deadline trade. And the reason I think that is because the teams that want Mike Muscala are going to be the same teams that want a guy like PJ Tucker. Um, They're going to be teams that they're, they're shooting for these guys. They're trying to get these players. And as they get traded elsewhere, they're going to be calling Sam Presti an hour before the deadline and say, Hey, our plan a and B fell through. Can we still, can we still work on that Muscala trade that we talked about a week ago? Right. Is that still on the table? I think that's going to be teams like other teams, other contenders fallback is a Mike Muscala trade. So I would not be surprised at all uh, to see Mike Muscala get traded, but it's going to be one of those, like we're 15 minutes from the deadline and, and Woj's fingers are on fire from how many tweets he's firing off uh, type of trades. Mm-hmm. Taylor, you got any more thoughts, man? I think the only thing I have is just uh, both Royce Young and Andrew Schlecht uh, both brought up really good points. You know, um, obviously you have uh, Woj who, who mentioned the emergence of Lou Dort, but 
Hamadou Diallo, even this season, was never going, never was really thought to to be coming into that role or uh, a starter. Um, he really kind of became a six man just because of his his increased play this season. And so Royce and Andrew both brought up, you know, the emergence of Kendrick Williams. It really makes you think if Kendrick is a guy that the Thunder may want to keep um, kind of as a role player long term as they continue to to build around Shea and uh, and hopefully get you know, more young talent around Shea. Kendrick's maybe one of those guys that does stick around. So that'll be interesting to follow and watch. And obviously was probably a big reason why Hami got traded tonight. Yeah. Uh, Royce also saying that, you know, they maybe didn't see Hami as a long-term piece. Um, and like you mentioned, Taylor, they, they have some guys on the roster that are kind of redundant in that, in the role right. and the style of play that Hami I mean, plays. I mean, Jerome is a guy that we've talked a lot about recently. Like, this is gonna yeah, be yeah. And I mentioned this. I, I, I mentioned this earlier on this show, Taylor. Uh, but also last night, I said, whenever Hami gets healthy and comes back, what happens to to Ty exactly. Jerome? I bet, yep. I, well, I listened to it this morning, and that's yeah. That's you don't you don't have to worry about that now, right? And Ty Jerome is two years away from restricted free agency, so you have a little bit of a longer runway with him, right? right. I think that's kind of right. the idea there. Also, so, Nick tweeted this out from our account. It's pretty interesting. We have a Lou Dort from Canada, Shea from Canada, Spee from Ukraine, Poku from Serbia, Horford from the Dominican, and Maladone from France. So, uh, you know, okay. Are the Thunder, Thunder the most international. international team in the NBA now? I would think they have to be. <laughs> uh, they interesting. might be. They might be. Awesome. Well, uh, we've been on here for about 45 minutes. I was literally just about to throw some food on the grill and then Woj had to go and ruin my evening. Um, he didn't really ruin my evening, but, uh, uh, it's time for me to go eat. Uh, so we're going to hop off of here. I will, uh, the people here in the room, uh, want to check out any more of our work. Uh, you can follow us, uh, here on locker room. We are also the uncontested podcast. You can find us anywhere you download podcasts at. We'll be breaking this down more in depth as we go forward. It also looks like I will be going on um, the Detroit Bad Boys podcast on Sunday to talk about this trade from a Detroit perspective. So if you don't already, follow uh, Laz and his podcast as well because uh, we'll be breaking this down more. Uh, last thing I got to say, uh, it looks like I do have a handful of Oklahoma folks in here. Um, so I, I have to say something about this before we get off of here. Um, we here at the uncontested stand 100% in solidarity with the girls from Norman high school, uh, and, and their decision. And we, uh, are, are vehemently, uh, against any form of racism, uh, and, and racist rhetoric. And what happened to those girls is despicable. Uh, it is awful, and the uh, the quote unquote apology that was released. Um, I'm just going to call it like it is. It was bullshit, and so we support those girls. We will do whatever we can uh, to fight racism anywhere and everywhere that we see it. Uh, to not do so and to be complicit makes you just as bad as the perpetrator in these instances. Uh, so we stand with those girls. Uh, if you are not aware of of what has happened with those girls, uh, a very quick Twitter search will. We'll turn up that uh, that despicable call on their game last night. So with all that being said, thank you guys for hopping in the locker room, man. This was fun, uh, unexpected, but this is exactly what we wanted locker room for so we could have live reactions to this stuff. So I love everybody that hopped up. Thank you so much for for chatting with us, uh, chatting not only in the chat, but hopping up and, and talking in person as well. And we will be back on locker room tomorrow after the Thunder versus Knicks game. Uh, and until then, you guys take it easy and have a good rest of your Saturday.
Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.